Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 8 of the Camera Shack Podcast. This episode, I'm going to be talking about taking photos at uh, 4th of July parades. So this year, I went to two different um, 4th of July parades. Um, Sorry, one second. I should edit this out, right? (laughs) I'm not though. That's the magic of this podcast, right? No editing. Quick and simple. No. Okay, so I went to two 4th of July parades. So, Huber Heights had a 4th of July parade, and it was July 2nd. Um, and Fairborn had a 4th of July parade, and it was July 4th. It was on a Monday. So, let's see here. Both parades started at 10 a.m. Um, for... The Hurais Parade, I got there about 8.30, I think. Um, and uh, I basically just walked um, up and down. So the, the starting location is basically across roads. And they line the parade up going both ways down the crossed street. If that makes any sense. So half the parades on one side, half the parades on the other. Right? And then it just kind of goes um, down the road quite a ways um, and then terminates. I don't know who, who in the world is listening to this podcast. Um, so what well, I, I did the same thing that I did last year, which was just get there about an hour early and I just kind of walked in a circle probably about three or four times where I'd start um, on one side of the road, walk along, take photos, take photos, take photos, you know, across the street, take a lot of photos on the other side, and then at the end of that side, just basically turn around and walk on the other side of the street back up, you know, so we're getting photos from the left side of the street, from the right side of the street, you know, covering both sides, and basically just walk back up and to the other <laughs> side of the parade across the the main road if that makes sense so basically just walk in a big box i guess more of a box than a circle i guess an oval would be a better descriptor um and so i did that for basically an hour um till about 15 minutes before the parade started about 10 to 15 minutes and then headed towards where i was going to stand so i decided to stand probably about five minutes at most from after the parade actually starts for them to to reach me if not sooner and the reason i did that is because i found that as the parade goes on longer people get more tired i know it's crazy concept Um, they also have less candy usually so usually when people start throwing candy a lot of times there's usually two methods so either you throw a lot of candy when you're first kind of going and then you slowly throw less and less as you get less and less candy left. Or you throw a little bit at the start, a lot in the middle, and then the rest at the end, you know, a little bit they have left over at the end. So, though, but my bigger thing is, though, usually when you first start the parade, though, usually you're a lot more cheerful, a lot more energetic, you know. So, I feel like you're probably more statistically likely to get better photos of people at the start of the parade. So that's why I stood there. Um, 
Now, I could either stand on the left side of the street or the right side of the street. And I chose the right side of the street um, because the sun faces. So the sun shines from the right side to the left side. So if I stood on the left side of the street, I would be photographing everyone's face in the shadow. But the shadow side of people's faces. If I stood on the right side, I'd be photographing people in the sun. And I just figured um, probably getting that more of that light would be a lot better. Because I feel like if I, you know, if I, when I'm on the other side, then it's really hard to color the photo because everyone's face is like washed out. You know, like the background's way brighter than the actual face. So that's why I usually try to stay on the other side then. Um, and so for this... Uh, I, I stood there and took photos for, for most of the parade. Um, and then once it got down to like the last, I think it was like four floats left. There weren't really any floats in the Hubert Heights parade, but you know, about four floats, um, per se, really just trucks, um, with people walking behind it, but four, four floats, uh, I basically joined air quote, joined the parade, so to speak, you know, just walking in between, cause there's quite a big gap between, uh, a lot of these. Uh, floats per se just kind of stood there and walked along um, and took photos of the people along the sidewalks you know so getting a lot of you know shots of people throwing candy and then you know people picking the candy up or just kind of you know sitting there whatever um, and then walked that along until the end and then at the end took photos then because there's you know a lot of people just who were in the parade who are now just you know, waiting to be picked up or um, packing things up, you know, stuff like that. Took, you know, took photos of that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I think for the most, to enjoy the parade, I think I used, uh, for my camera setting themselves, I think I used uh, um, probably, I think, 300 to 400 ISO. And then my shutter speed is probably about one over 5,000, one over 6,400. Um, and then I shot everything at, at F4, basically. Um, and while I was there, uh, my friend, uh, Justin, he used my backup camera and his own camera. He has a camera too. And he, he shot a lot of, uh, the parade as it went by, but he stood in a different position. Um, so, yeah, that's the Hubris Parade. Uh, most of those foes, actually almost all of those turned out really well. I actually really liked the way the, the foes turned out and everything. So that's great. Um, so then uh, Monday, I went to the Huber Heights Parade. And... Sorry, let me try this again. I went to the Fairborn. <laughs> I went to the Fairborn Parade. Not the Hubris Parade, the Fairborn Parade on Monday. And that went similarly. I, I got to Fairborn, I think almost exactly 7.59, 7.58, um, because I went to the, so the Fairborn Aerial Area Historic Society, I think the official name, they had a pancake breakfast starting at 8 to 10, starting at 8 until 10. And uh, they had asked if I could come take photos at that. So I went and took photos there for about 
45 minutes, 50 minutes. Um, then I drove over to the start of the Fairborn Parade. Um, and it starts in the Fulmers parking lot, um, which is now DG Markets. Um, so I took a bunch of, oh, well, quite a few photos in that parking lot. So it, it uh, you kind of uh, have, it's a huge parking lot with a strip mall basically along the back of it. And then there's a road that goes along behind the building of the strip mall. Um, and then there's like a fence there. So I basically started at the top of that road that goes behind it, go, you know, went around through that back alley and then up um, around the edge of the parking lot, you know, toward the actual edge of the road where the parade route is. And back around, I think I did three go arounds, just trying to uh, uh, take photos at different moments, you know, because people kind of show up at different times, you know, there's uh, different things going on, and just trying to capture the moment best I can, I guess you could say. Uh, then about, I think, 9.40, 9.45, I headed uh, to where I was going to stand. So this time I actually went probably about a good 7 to 10 minutes um, into the parade route. Um, and what I tried to do was, you know, it was a very bright, sunny day. I, uh, I attempted to find a nice spot where there was a good stretch of road that was in the sun. Uh, then where I was standing was covered by trees. So I actually wasn't standing in the sun. I was sitting in the shade the whole time that I was at that position. Um, but uh, all the photos from there or people like actually in the sun then instead of uh, in the shade now was that a good decision I don't know maybe it would have looked better if they were all in the shade I don't know that's what I did that's what I did um I think for the most part most of those photos turned out pretty well I'm still editing a lot of them uh, it's definitely taking a, a really long time to edit the photos um and it's really just because it's taking time to, you know, adjust the contrast, not the contrast, uh, the, the exposure, um, the, the shadows, etc. for every single photo. Um, and so, yeah, so probably about halfway through that parade, um, I went up along the side of the road to about where it ends, um, where Central and Main Street cross, and there's like a roundabout there and everything. Um, and so I went up there because I wanted to take some photos of the band. There's a band playing, uh, the Fairborn Civic Band. Uh, I wanted to uh, make sure I got photos of them. So I did that, and kind of in between taking photos of them, I take photos of the parade, photos of them, photos of the parade, you know, try to interweave it so I still got, you know, a good, a good amount of photos of the parade, but also got photos. Um, you know, a variety of photos of, of the band themselves. I don't know how well those photos really turned out. Um, I don't think they're the greatest. They're kind of the best I could do uh, as someone who had walked like probably 15 miles, you know, that weekend already. I was already exhausted. I was like, ah, oh, this, this is the best I can do. <laughs> so that's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, and so then once I felt like I had 
gotten enough photos of the band at least i went back to just primarily taking only photos of the uh, the parade that went by um and my settings were probably just about the same as super if i had to guess probably about iso 400 with you know one over 6400 for the shutter one over 5000 um the reason i i do i do that i don't set my iso at 100 um is because i, I do shoot at f4 so if I shot like f2.8, I probably would have to set my ISO like you know, 100, 200. But because I shoot at f4, it's a little darker already. Um, but I don't want to run into an issue because, you know, it, it could be slightly in the shadow, maybe not in the shadow or in a tent or something like that. Like that. I don't want to run into an issue where I sh- set my shutter too low. You know, I crank it down to like 1 over 180. I don't know if that's real sharp speed or not. 180. What's that? Which percent that good is? 180. And all of a sudden, you know, it doesn't look that great uh, because there's motion blur. Because um, my ISO is at 100. Uh, so I try to counteract that by setting it to like 400. So that way, even if I do it somewhere a little darker, I can just easily still have a good share speed without being it uh, motion blur. So. That's kind of the parades went. Um, I definitely think the Huber Heist one. I, I finished editing Huber Heist one. It took about six hours. To get through all the photos. I ended up with 760 photos. Um, I think I took like 3,600 photos total and filtered it down to, to the 700 and something. The, the Fearborn one, I don't remember how many photos I took. Um, but I filtered it down. I think I filtered it down to about 500. Um, I haven't finished anything that... The fair one, but the Hubris one took about six, six and a half hours, so quite a while. Um, hopefully, the Fairborn ones won't take me as long, but there's not as many. But a lot of those 500 is also a lot of, you know, probably a good 50 probably of the band. So, I, I guess I just the the prayer was definitely longer. It was way longer, probably 30 minutes longer. So I'm, I don't really know why I got less less photos. Maybe I just wasn't. The good, good foes, or I, I don't know. Um, I did wish I had gotten more photos of the uh, actual, like, the marching band and stuff. Um, but it just seemed like they were a little smaller. Like, the actual um, lineup of themselves was a little smaller. So I wasn't really able to, you know, get as many photos. But that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. So. already check me out on instagram at the logan r i would really appreciate it if you could check out some of the photos maybe like a few and give me a follow it would really mean a lot now back to the episode so i just wanted to shake it up a little bit here and talk about the new black magic uh, camera update. So, um, if you don't know, Blackmagic uh, makes cameras, and I have a Blackmagic 6K camera, so it has a 6K of resolution. Um, but recently, they came out with a new 6K model, which is great. 
um, and it's essentially the old 6K camera um, with a, a few tweaks. It's, it's not really worth upgrading in my opinion. So I have no interest in actually, you know, like selling my old one, buying a new one, or just buying the new one. Um, but with this new uh, model, they have added um, a new firmware update, which um, adds the ability to utilize the gyro sensor um, in the camera. So the old model and the new model both have this gyro sensor. So the, the gyro sensor is able to tell um, the um, like the angle you're pointing the camera, so you're pointing up or down or left or right, whatever, but also can tell like how much you're shaking, for instance, which is great um, if you're trying to like stabilize the footage so it's not all shaky and stuff like that. So the new firmware update, um, which you can use for even the old camera, you're going to be able to get a way better stabilization um, than you were before just using built-in. So like with normal stabilization, it will analyze the image itself to figure out how it should stabilize it, you know, so it's trying to do like a pattern recognition to figure out, okay, you know, what what's moving, what's not moving, how can we stabilize the footage, where now that using the built-in sensor, um, it's going to just know how, you know, the micro movements of the camera and stabilize for that. So um, the, the downside right now, you could say, is it's not backwards compatible with old footage. So you have to, like if I shot a clip from a year ago, uh, the gyro, that gyro data was not written to the clip a year ago. So only new clips from starting now have it. So that, that's kind of a bummer. I don't, I don't know if it's downside, it's just kind of a bummer. Um, so I have not actually updated to this firmware yet. I always, <laughs> I'm always a little cautious uh, with firmware from Blackmagic. So I usually wait like a good six months before actually applying those kind of updates to make sure all the, uh, there's no snippet bugs or if there's any bugs have been worked out. But I have been looking at some test footage that people have used and I don't know, it's a little, it's a little iffy. I think that, I think it does look, it does do a good job, but only under, I think, strict um, circumstances. So one actual major downside is that it doesn't work with the lens stabilization. So if I have a, if I let's say I have my Black Magic with with a very fancy, you know, let's say I, I don't know, I have a, I don't, but let's say I had a Canon, you know, EF twenty four to seventy with you know great stabilization lens. I have to turn that stabilization off, or else the the it's not going to work properly um, with the gyro stabilization, uh, and that really sucks because that that lens stabilization is actually really great. Um, and it, and it adds really a lot. It's basically night and day. The, the problem is that the gyro stabilization, I don't know if it does as good of a job when it needs to with that stabilization with the compared to lens stabilization. 
So one of the big problems is, for instance, let's say that I'm fast walking along with the camera, right? And so every time my foot strikes the ground, that causes a you know reverberation through my body and into the, the camera. You can it's like basically a micro shutter shake. I should say shake, but shutter is also a good word. Um, and you can see that in the image, right? And it basically like it gets like super blurry and chopped up for a second. Um, and it just doesn't look good, you know, and the gyro stabilization isn't able to get rid of that per se. And I think that's where like most of the stabilization that I need personally comes in. Cause I feel like just the lens stabilization is enough to get rid of any like shake, I guess. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm really on the fence about it. I don't know. I think in like real world situations, I don't know how great it's going to really be when you have to turn off your lens. Like, like if I had to choose between lens stabilization and the gyro data, I almost feel like I choose the lens stabilization in that case, but I haven't really tried out. Um, I do. I am kind of looking forward to trying it out eventually and we'll see how it goes. Uh, if I do do it, I'll report back, but I just wanted to let you give you guys a little update that this is something that's come out. It is interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe if some enough people want me to test it out, we can, um, I, I don't really have anyone knocking down my door to hey, test out this cool stabilization thing. So. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed, please consider sharing it with your friends. I'd really like to try and grow the podcast a lot more. If you haven't already, check me out on Instagram at TheLoganR. And until next time, thanks. Thanks.